Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with Daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to Bread for the People. Hope you're all doing well. Today, I will be interviewing Josh York, the founder of Gym Guys. If you're not familiar with Gym Guys, Josh's company brings the gym to you. They service about 1,500 cities around the world. Um, it's an unbelievable franchise, and Josh is pretty intense. Pretty intense. You'll get a taste of that in the next few minutes. Before I talk to Josh, I thought um, I'd fill you guys in on the fact that I bought a food truck. It's actually a food trailer, um, something I've been thinking about for a long time. And talking to my kids about it. And my son Miles sent me a few links on Facebook Marketplace to some things that looked like they were affordable and reasonable. And I have this concept where I want to make Italian flatbread sandwiches out of my bread. And I want to focus on the flatbread. I don't want, just, just for, first of all, they taste the bread. I have to say, I make the bread. I'm going to tell you, it tastes amazing. Um, but it's also relatively simple. In terms of a workflow, we're working with one bread. I can make sheet pans full of bread that would make hundreds and hundreds of sandwich at a time. So I'm not training bakers to make 15 varieties of bread. Uh, I'm focusing on this one bread, which is perfect for grab-and-go and, and street-style, high-end Italian sandwiches. We're going to use the fresh mozzarella that I make. Um, we're really going to use the highest-end ingredients. We're not going to try to have an overwhelming mem menu. It's going to be actually pretty simple. It's going to be somewhere between 6 and 10 menu sandwich items. Uh, and again, so that we could keep the workflow relatively simple we could train people to put these sandwiches together um, now with this idea and this concept we don't need a stove we don't need an oven we need refrigeration to keep our cold cuts cold we need um, to keep our cheese cold we need a place to warm up the bread if if we need to we do have toasters we have panini presses um, you know so we have hand-washing stations. We've got everything required by the Board of Health to be able to do that. I didn't want to get this giant 25, 30-foot food trailer truck that uh, then I'm getting into a world of actually cooking 
meals on site. No. This is a simple concept. Six to ten sandwiches will be offered. Drinks will be offered. It'll be the best sandwiches you could possibly get in the area I'm in. And it's as simple as that. If you don't want a sandwich, you go to the other food truck, which is amazing. All the other food truck vendors are my friends. But this is a concept that I'm working on. And that, to be honest with you, I am hoping to franchise, which led me to giving Josh a jingle and asking him to come onto the program because Josh started out. Sorry, I don't know what that started. I don't know if that was the boss. I'm not even from Boston. I started out. Josh started out. He started out. Even that's an accent, isn't it? Josh started out with one van in Long Island, New York. He would get in the van. He would uh, drive to people's house and train them. And he eventually franchised this concept of bringing the gym to you to 1,500 cities. So I hope you uh, get something out of this conversation with Josh. I also enjoy uh, bringing my listeners up to speed on where I'm at in the food business and the bread business and now the sandwich business. I'll keep you posted along the way. We're still building it out, and we're hoping that by June 1st it'll be on the streets and will be inspected and approved by the Board of Health in Long Island. And there you have it. Enjoy my conversation with Josh York. The following episode of Bread for the People is brought to you by Side Hustle Bread, Long Island's handcrafted artisanal bread company. Side Hustle Bread is a family-run virtual bakery that's bringing the neighborhood feel back to Long Island one loaf at a time. Head on over to SideHustleBread.com for more information, upcoming appearances, and merchandise. My name's Jim Serpico, and this... Should I start with my name? Or should I start with this is Bread for the People? Do you like it like this? Welcome to Bread... Or do you like it like this? Welcome. Ready? Welcome to Bread for the People. Mind. Fuck. Is there a script? Welcome to Bread for the People. I'm Jim Serpico. Today I have a very special guest. He's a motivational speaker. He's a best-selling author of the book Fuel. He is the founder and CEO of an innovative mobile training franchise. That in the last quarter opened up more than 20 locations. Josh York, welcome to the program. Oh, thank you so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. I uh, have admired you for many years. Um, I think it started, I, I'm really looking forward to learning a lot more about you and where you grew up, but I do remember for years driving around where I live in Long Island and seeing lawn signs all over the place. Uh, advertising personal training. Then I started watching you on Instagram, and I, I love everything you have to say. That's very nice of you, man. Um, really, really serious. That means a lot to me. I really appreciate that, man. You know, and I also feel we, we share a little bit of, uh, of the same kind of mindset and spirit, even though we're in different industries in many ways. Um, for example, I woke up without an alarm this morning. I was feeling pretty tired. And I had a conversation with myself that I know when I get out of the shower in five minutes, I'm going to go out and just fucking enjoy my day and enjoy the journey of accomplishing all these tasks that are leading my businesses to the next place. And I feel like I hear you talking about that kind of mindset in what you do. Yeah, man, listen, look, the, the bottom line is this, you know, 
normal doesn't work and normal people never go anywhere. So if you want to be normal, you know, good luck with that. You know, you want to do big things, you know, fortune favors the bold. And uh, if you want to do big things, you got to have big, hairy, audacious goals and you got to get after them and you got to believe that everything works out. And, you know, what I really tell people, which is very hard to complicate, uh, commu- excuse me, very, very hard to um, comprehend is you don't think, right? You just, you can't think. But when you usually tell someone not to think, they think, right? You can't think because, you know, it's very, very easy to say. It's not very easy to do. It's extremely painful and there's a price to get to the other side. It's a price to achieve all your dreams and live the life you want to live. But that's all comes down to one thing, your mindset. And that's it. If you don't have the good mindset, you're never going anywhere in your life. Because the fact of the matter is mindset's pretty much 85, 90% of everything. You know, people are like, oh, you got to go to Harvard and you got That's all BS. All that stuff's nonsense. It's all nonsense. All of it. Trust me, I'm around. I got friends that are billionaires. I got friends that are nine worth nine figures. You know, I always make sure that I'm the stupidest person in the room. And that's what keeps getting me, you know, to the next level. Right. Now, if we dive a little deeper into thinking, um, I feel like you're talking about overthinking to the point that you get anxious about the negative things that could happen. And what you're saying is dive right in, correct? The action takers are the money takers, are the money makers, right? And, you know, people like to say, ready, aim, fire. No, you fire, aim, ready. You know, some of the biggest deals I've closed in my life, I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. And to this day, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing. It doesn't matter. I still say, yes, I got it. No problem. We'll figure it out. And you figure it out after the fact. I've taken flights to places I wasn't even supposed to be at just to close deals. And I mean, not, not like $1,000 deals. I mean, like high six-figure deals. You have to take action. And if you don't take action, someone like me is just going to eat all your food. And you will ne- no one's ever going to touch me or compete with me. That's just, a, that's just a fact. And I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. That's just, that is just a fact. I will never lose. And you should think the same way. You know, I hear people saying, oh, Josh, you're the GOAT. You're the best, Josh. I think that's really pathetic. If you think I'm the goat, you, th- you should think you're, of yourself like that, not me, okay? I am the goat, but that's what I believe. Uh-huh. I am the best. No one's better than me. No one's tougher than me. No one's stronger than me. No one's got a better mindset than me. That's how you should think about yourself like that. But most people have no confidence in themselves, you know? And and really, a lot of that comes also from fitness. Like, if you can't take care of yourself and you're not being active and you're not actually getting after it each day and you can't stand in the mirror naked and look at yourself and be like, wow, I look incredible – that's a problem too. And it doesn't matter if, if someone who's listening to this doesn't look great. doesn't matter. You have, you have time to start the change tomorrow, not next week, not, not next right. year, not in a week or not when the perfect, when the weather's nicer, you can never negotiate with your mind. Your mind's going to play a lot of games with you. And when you're able to master that, that's when you're able to get to the next level. And it's very, very important to understand. Now, Josh, you said somewhere in there that you are not going to lose. Now, that being said, I have heard you talk about failure and I had heard you talk that failure is important. So we are saying it's okay to try things. And maybe if you jump in and you don't think not everything's going to work out. Losses are lessons and it's part of the equation and you're going to fail a lot. You are going to fail all the time. You're going to get screwed over all the time. People are going to steal from you. People are going to steal money from you. People are going to backstab you. People say they're going to stay with you forever and they're going to leave you and screw you. You know, the problem is in the world today, 
the way companies are built is really built, you know, to be taking care of the boss, right? The boss. I hate that word, the boss, you know. See, the way I run things in my organization, everyone's got skin in the game. And that's that's the number one most important thing to me. That's what I'm continuing to, to drive home is the people who are going to continue to stay with this, this, this brand and keep growing because we're going to take over the world. And each day we get closer to a billion. That's a fact. And I'm going to take care of everyone in this organization. I could be retired if I really wanted to right now, but I didn't because it wasn't going to take care of everybody on the team. But at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is you need to make sure you are, you know, understanding that there is going to be lots of roadblocks. There's going to be lots of holes that are probably 50 feet deep that are dark that you're going to fall into. And at the end of the day, listen, you're talking to someone who used to suffer from anxiety and throw up every morning for probably three years straight. Okay. I don't lose any sleep over anything. And people sue me. People go, everyone's after me. Everyone comes after me all the time doesn't matter. I don't lose sleep. I'm happy every day. I don't miss a workout. I do my thing. And what you see right now is what you get 24 seven. This is how I am. I don't drink coffee. I don't take energy drinks. None of that. I'm just high on the back that I'm going to keep just crushing my goals. And everyone needs to think like that. That's it. And when you do, great things are going to come your way. How old were you when you suffered from anxiety? Oh, it, man. Like in, in my early 20s, and you know, I started my business at 25 and probably from 25 to 30, I literally threw up every single morning, every single morning I would throw up and I'm actually very introverted and people don't believe that, but I actually really am very introverted when I'm not, when, I, when, I, when I'm on, I'm on, but I have, one, I have one friend. That's it. One friend. I know lots of people. I have lots of acquaintances, but I have one friend. That's it. And, um, I don't really, my circle is, that's it. One person, you know, when I, when I'm not working, I'm spending time with my family and that's it, you know? So, um, I don't really like, I like to always say Eagles fly alone. And uh, I don't need to be hanging out with the boys. I don't need to be going to a, a bar or a club. Like, I'm not, I'm not into that, man. I don't do that stuff. Did you lose friends along the way with the success? Oh, yeah. But I just, but, but like, I, I, I also lost people just naturally. Just, you know, listen, you know, like, look, look, if you're in a room and you're hanging around with four losers, you're going to be the fifth loser. If you're hanging around with four winners, you're going to be the fifth winner. So, you know, your circle of who you're hanging around with is also very important. And, you know, look, I've been mentored by some of the best in the world, man. Like, literally the best in the world. Fred DeLuca, the founder of Subway, may rest in peace. I can go on and on with the people who I've been mentored by and who I literally have in my phone and have in my pocket when I need need help or I have a problem. But I've spent a lot of time and energy on, you know, going to events where these people are and I can connect with them. And you're going to lose. You're going to lose. You know, if you, if you want to go to the top, it's lonely and you're going to lose a lot of friends. And... People are not going to understand you. And if I could, I could literally, I have a list of like four people, just four people that I remember of all the, those things that used to say to me back in the day when I started this business. And here we are now, 15 years later, the largest in-home on-site virtual personal training company in the world. We service over 1,300 cities throughout the U.S., Canada, and U.K. And we're going to add another 100 locations this year, and we're not stopping. And I knew it from day, I knew it from day one. I don't let those things, I don't let those things bother me. I don't let people, you know, their words get to me. I know who I am, and no one knows me. No one knows me. No one. So the the list you're referring to are people that were naysayers and trying to get in your head and saying this would never work? I don't really react to a lot of things, but there's nothing that gets me off more than someone telling me I can't do it. Nothing. Like, like, like that is the worst thing you could ever say to me. Like, it's only going to, like, happen 700 times faster. Like, I just, I, I just get off on it, man. And that's kind of how I created the whole concept, fuel your drive, right? You can't drive without fuel. Fuel is our four pillars of success. Drive, those are our core values within our company. 
And um, yeah, I just get off on that, man. I love when someone tells me I can't do it because, you know, I'm, I'm the miracle man. I make miracles happen. And that's because I just don't quit. And it's really, honestly, that's really the secret. It's just not quitting. That's it. Having a, having great energy, knowing how to use that energy, knowing how to you know build relationships, and you got to be great at sales. If you're not great at sales, you're gonna you're gonna fail miserably. So I've heard you talk about not quitting, and you know I'm a proponent of that. But I I wonder if there's a like, did you pivot along the way and reassess? Because you you've also like me in certain businesses I've been in. I didn't study in college what I ended up doing for a living. I think it's very hard for people, unless you know for some reason you love to be an accountant and that's what you study, there's certain things that you can't go to school to study what you did. You might not have known when you were 18 years old that this, well, you didn't know because it didn't even exist before you created and invented it. Um, so you must have reassessed and said, wow, I'm into fitness, I'm guessing here, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, but... I see an opportunity here. I'm going to bring fitness to them. At some point, you had to pivot and create a path. Um, is that right? Um, pretty much. You know, look, I've always looked at being a trainer. You know, I, I was very successful in my early 20s as a trainer, probably making more money than the majority of people. Um, I would even probably say I was probably making some of the probably top money as a trainer on Long Island, period. And, um, where was that? Uh, Kings Point, Great Neck area. And uh, mm -hmm. I just always used to say to myself, like, this is not scalable. It's like a doctor, right? You know, you, you eat what you kill. You know, people think doctors are successful. Well, doctors without patients are unemployed. <laughs> and just trainers without clients are unemployed. And I used to always ask myself, how can I make money when I'm sleeping? And I literally, you know, I was in school. And if I would have done it all over, I would have never went to school. But I went to college. I graduated. And then, you know, you got to get a nine-to-five job. That's what they tell you to do. So... I literally left like making almost 200000 a year to take a $35,000 job in a marketing firm. And uh, I'll never forget the day I walked in there. Oh, my God. It was the most – the energy was like so negative. It was like pouring down the walls. Like I just – like it was like it made me almost uncomfortable even to be in that, 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 that setting. And, you know, then I started really digging into this. You know, everyone's miserable on Mondays. Oh, my God. Miserable. Wednesdays to halfway and Friday. Unbelievable excitement, right? Everyone lives for two days a week, like for the weekend, like it's pretty sick. And I actually started looking into statistics and it's an actual stat that 85% of people literally commit spiritual suicide driving to work every day. And around 7 p.m. Sunday night, everyone starts suffering from anxiety that they have to go to work the next day. Imagine living your whole life miserable and unhappy like that. That's a pretty, pretty horrible way to live. And um, I just said, you know, I can't do this anymore. I got to get back into fitness. So I went back into fitness and uh, I literally gave up all my clients. So I had to start from scratch. And I started building up my clients all over again. And one day in particular, this one woman who always came in late said, Josh, I really wish you can come to my house. I just don't have any equipment. And I was like, wow, this is like the most simplest idea. No one has ever professionalized it. No one's ever created this category. I'm going to do it. And I got a van stocked with all the equipment. Did you go out and buy a van? Yeah, just a van, got all the equipment, came up with the name Gym Guys. It's an acronym for Get You Motivated, Goals Uniquely Yours, Zero Excuses. If you go in a dictionary and look up the word guys, it refers to a group of people, regardless of sex. Um, and uh, business took off like crazy. And I just kept getting more vans. And the goal from day one was always to franchise. And we started franchising in 2014. So you were the first trainer driving around in the van. And then you had to find a, a network of, of trainers that could train the way yeah, you train. And people say, oh, that seems pretty easy. So I went through... <laughs> 
almost 60 trainers before I kept one longer than three months. So think about that. Wow. Put, put that in your head for a second. Listen, very, very few have the stomach or the mindset to handle what's going to be coming your way if you want to go into business and do something great. Like, you know, look, I, I'm changing the world in the fitness industry forever. Like, this is this is totally different. Like, I'm not opening up a brick and mortar location, right? Anyone can do that. I'm not, I never started where I'm starting something that's been done before. This has not been done before. So the amount of challenges and, you know, just operational procedures that had to be figured out and how to scale and how to put the systems in place and how to just, you know, monitor everything from tracking and our POS and, you know, our CRM and everything. It was a lot of work. I bet. So did you, did you, uh, were those vans? wrapped and like the way they are today so initially they were white and i just had like decals on them and uh then you know we you know we did like kind of focus on our brand and positioning our brand and coming up with a brand color and a presence and that's when we went red and started making all the changes and how did you start building out your client base was was social media the way to nah, go social at that media point? wasn't even out um, yet facebook just kind of started nothing was even really no nothing was really out honestly I was working 19 and 20 hour days. Some days I didn't even sleep. I was working like literally nonstop. Like I remember one time I went almost 48 hours without even sleeping. And I was just getting out there, building relationships, meeting people, uh, giving out flyers. Just I was everywhere. I was just making sure I was everywhere possible because you got to create omnipresence. And that's what I was doing. And that's how the business started picking up. And I started getting referrals and then people started telling other people and then took off like crazy from there. So you had an inkling. Well, you knew in your head that this could work on a franchise level. Um, I've spoken to other people that created franchises and they, they find people in their life that complement their artistry. Did you have any people to help you get to the point of uh, bringing this franchise concept to life? No, not initially. No, no, no. You know, I had obviously people on my team, but no one had franchise experience. No, not at all. No. And then you mentioned, um, I forget the gentleman's name from Subway. How do you get yourself networked to that point where you meet people like that? You got to get in the right rooms, man. That's not easy. You got to get in the right rooms, right? You got to find out where people speak, go to shows. And um, pretty much he was speaking at an event. And uh, I kind of did some research on him, kind of spoke to some people who were like new of him and how he operated. And apparently he always comes in the morning up before he would speak or something. And it was like I was rolling the dice with this, but he would pretty much like come in, go through like a little walkthrough, do a rehearsal, whatever. Um, I became friends with the maintenance, with the maintenance man at the hotel where I was at. And, uh, you know, like, you know, the, like the pop doors that you pop. Yeah. So after building a relationship with him, I asked him for the key because I needed to lock all the doors and just keep one door open. I locked all the doors and I sat in front of that door and I didn't sleep. I just sat there all night and then he walked in early in the morning and there he was. And I was sitting right there told him what I did. He said I was special. He said some really nice things to me and you know, they started mentoring me a little bit. That's awesome. But you know, you got to do things if you want to have things people don't have, you got to do things people won't do and I'll guarantee 99% of people would not do that. That's a fact, right? You know, you got to seek a lot of discomfort. Like I I uh I love to be uncomfortable. I seek it on a daily basis. Like I I love it. I absolutely love it. Like I want to be in the most uncomfortable situations all the time because it only makes me more mentally tough. You know, recently I hired someone from a place that I go to often and I have to see that person all the time. And I knew that, 
And I kind of knew like a little bit going into it that it might not work out and it didn't work out. And I see that person all the time and it's so uncomfortable. I freaking love it. I love it. Just love it. What do you love about it? I just love that discomfort. I just love that because it just, it almost makes me feel like, um, I almost feel, it's like, it, it's weird. I can't explain the way like my brain processes this, but I almost feel like, you know, I don't believe I'm human. And that's the truth. I really don't believe I'm human. I believe I'm superhuman. I don't ever get sick. I don't believe in getting sick. I don't take medicine. I don't, I don't get into any of that crap. I don't even take Advil. But I believe it just like, almost as if like, it continues to add to my superpowers. And people can laugh. People can say I'm crazy. And I am crazy. That's for sure. But that's, that's how I look at it. You know, you got to, you know, if you want to become really good at a sport, like say hockey, I love hockey. You got to keep taking shots and keep stick handling and practicing and you'll keep getting better and better. Eventually that puck's going to be like glued to your stick. Like it won't even come off. Well, the more discomfort you have and the more problems you put yourself through and the more suffering you have on a daily basis, it's just going to be easier and easier to operate because when you have challenges or someone's coming after you or someone's going to sue you or someone's screwing you or someone quits on a Monday without two weeks notice, it's like, okay, next. Right. You're looking at, hey, this is a course of doing business. We could get through this. We've gotten through things like this before, and we're going to conquer this and just move on. 100%. So what was the first city or or who the first franchise? No, uh, Westchester. Like are you picking off cities and looking at the map? How do you choose the next city well, to go to? it's based on demographics. So, you know, we've already predetermined, obviously, our territory uh, opportunities within the U.S. and obviously international. But, uh, you know, territories are based upon approved households. So 30,000 approved households are a location. All right, Josh. Um, I got a, a pretty good understanding here, man. I really appreciate you taking the time, and I really enjoy watching what you put out in the universe every day, and I look forward to seeing how far you take this company. I believe it's going to uh, be giant. I really giant. appreciate that, man. It's very, very nice of you, and uh, thank you so much for saying those kind things. This episode of Bread for the People was brought to you by Side Hustle Bread, Long Island's handcrafted artisanal bread company. Side Hustle Bread is a family-run business that's bringing the neighborhood feel back to Long Island one loaf at a time. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to head on over to iTunes and rate and review this episode. Reviewing and rating is the most effective way to help us grow our audience. This episode was produced by Milestone TV and Film. I'm your host, Jim Serpico. Blessed be the bread, everyone.